welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Taylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. So, if you hear a little bit of background sound, I'm going to be really, really sorry. Um, I, you know, I'm right beside, like before, I'm recording in weird places. Um, I am at the school that I'm teaching at. I got here early, and there's just a truck beside me that is just just the whole time and I can't get them to go away um but I wanted to get this out by this morning and I have my script and all that kind of stuff so people kind of been wondering about the script like what is the script uh that kind of stuff really the script is I have a few uh, key points that I want to hit I have some uh key statistics and uh, key film that I watch that I want to hit and then the rest is just kind of off the top of my head. Um, for example, I want to go ahead and hit this one off early because we are talking about the Miami FC. Don't forget the the. That is a part of their trademark. That is very important. This is not like a the Ohio State University where they just kind of annoyingly said it over and over again. They, f- they formally filed this as a part of their trademark. So this is their name. Um, obviously, Legion have two former players that are down there. With uh, Benefamu, uh, Famu, and uh, Bolo Wakanyode. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And we saw them when they came and played here when we drew uh, 0 0. That's pretty. It's nice to see uh, former uh, Three Sparks players, especially guys like uh, Bolu and Ben, who were so beloved in this community. Uh, I know Bolu was one of uh, fan favorites, and I love Ben with my whole heart. He's just an incredible person. Um, but I was going to say this. I have so many just random teaching stories at this point because, as you guys know, if you've been listening for a little bit, um, I am uh, teaching now. I'm a student teacher, which means I have the same hours as a paid teacher. I'm just not paid. <laughs> um, it is what it is. I knew of uh, the gig when I signed up for it. I'm having a blast right now. I'm exhausted, but I'm still having a blast. Um, I have a few fun stories before we get into this uh, episode. Um, I've had a girl ask me if I was Australian. Um, I told her no, and then she said, then why do you sound like that? And to anybody who's listening to this, not from Alabama, um, I sound like every other hick that lives here. In fact, my accent is a little bit better than it used to be. I'm sure if you listen to the first few episodes, it was thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Um, when I before I went to college, my accent was thick, thick. I I heard a video of me talking when I was back in high school, and my goodness, I couldn't understand a word I was saying. It was rough. Um, <laughs> but we also had a girl. Um, they, the stuff that they don't teach you about, the things that they don't prepare you for in college, and one of those is what to do when a student pees themselves. Um, yeah, they don't prepare you for that one. Um, I had to just go upstairs, get a t-shirt for her, and just, you know, tell her to cover up. That's the only thing I had, tell her to call her mom, and yeah, it mm, wasn't great. <laughs> um also have a couple students that are convinced that I'm 42. Um, 
I'm a little bit offended, I'm not gonna lie, but also middle schoolers have zero concept of age, and I understand this, but also, I mean, I'm 22. Um, I don't want to look like I'm 42 yet. There's some young-looking 42-year-olds, some really young-looking 42-year-olds. There's also some 42-year-olds that look like they're 78. Um, I don't know which way they're thinking I am, and I don't want to ask. <laughs> oh, man. It's even worse because, like, that means I will be older than the teacher that I'm working Anyway, um, I'm just waffling on for four and a half minutes now. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this match. Last time, if you do remember, we played the Miami at home. And that match itself was... Uh, it was frustrating. I think everybody remembers. Uh, this is just one where the Miami did to us what they did to Louisville City last week. And that was essentially doing the Jose Mourinho uh, park the bus. They have, obviously, attackers. They have players that can go out there and score the ball. ball. Score the ball. Um, if you can't tell, it's college football season. I guess they, ain't nobody, they play nobody, Paul. Oh, uh, golly. Um, you know, they have people who can score the ball. Uh, and Kyle Murphy, everybody knows that Murphy from uh, Memphis 901 last year. I mean, he was my pick for Golden Boot this year. I, he's that kind of player. He is a ridiculous scorer. Part of the issue, and I think part of the reason they're not scoring this year is in droves like you would expect, is just for the uh, pure fact that they have so many attacking options that I don't know if they know where to go with the ball at times. See, what made 901 so good last year and so potent offensively is that they could just lump the ball up to one guy, Kyle Murphy, and say, hey, pal, go score. And this year, I mean, 901's kind of in a similar place. Goodrum is just a freak of nature, and he's going to score. Do you guys hear that truck? What? You don't need to do that. Golly, that's annoying. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of still a similar idea, but even so... This year, Kyle Murphy hasn't gotten off to the jump that you would expect. Guys like uh, Segbers, who's also from Memphis, was also seen as this uh, kind of like a Johnny Dean almost, where you could say he's playing that left or right wing and say, yeah, that makes sense. Or he's also playing left back, right back. Yeah, sure. Um, but in this win they had over Louisville City... They had Segbers dropping pretty deep. So when we played them, they played a three-man back line. And when a three-man back line is properly rolling, it has to be one of the coolest and most fun systems to watch. A proper three-back line system is just so much fun. And that's part of what made the Miami loss so frustrating. It's because they were parking the bus. But in the very beginning of the half, or in the very first half, they were really moving the ball around against Legion. But against Louisville City, they went to a two-man backline. Our friend Benefamu wasn't even in the 18, so they went to this two-man backline. Um, Paolo De Piccolo, or no, not that he still plays for Louisville. Uh, Paco Craig, sorry, um, he got hurt in this Louisville City match. 
Um, so I don't know if he's going to be available or not. They haven't released that information as of yet as I am recording this. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they played this uh, two-man back line, but they dropped Segber so far back that it was essentially a three-man back line. Pretty similar, pretty similar to the way that Legion use, um, they use Jake Roof. And it was really, really interesting to watch. And the thing with uh, how they just played against Louisville City, it's like I said, it's exactly the way they played against us, except they went out and got their goal. Uh, the Miami got their goal, and then they just sat back and defended and defended and defended and defended. And if you look at the talent that's on this roster, they could truly, truly compete with anybody in the league. But the thing is, is they're just not consistent. They're just not. And I know you could say, well, Legion ain't consistent either. Okay, fine. But the thing is to me is that they... It's a little bit different because they've been doing this for years. They have probably the richest owner in the USL. If they don't have the richest owner, at the very least, they have the owner that is willing to splash the most cash. I mentioned in the uh, pre-match preview last time we talked about the Miami FC that they're willing to splash the cash on anybody. Until this year with uh, Damas going to uh, Ligue 1, uh, in France, they, uh, the Miami FC still had the highest transfer of any lower league team when they signed Richie Ryan on a $850,000 transfer. That was when they were still playing in NASL. They're willing to splash the cash. They obviously did that this year. When they bring in guys like Bolo Akinode, which if you remember, they bought him from Legion on a 15K transfer, which relative to other transfers we've seen now in the USL sounds like doesn't sound like a not doesn't sound like a lot. And with transfer deadline day being yesterday as I'm recording this, that also doesn't sound like a lot with those numbers. But in the USL, getting any kind of transfer is big, big. It's huge for a club. That's enough to offset a lot of fees, a lot of stuff that's going on at the club. And they were willing to go out and get Bolu. They were able to drop the cash on Kyle Murphy. They were able to drop the cash on Segbers. Uh, Paco Craig, they were able to drop the cash on. They have a lot of guys down there that they splash the cash for. Obviously, it wasn't an $850 transfer like it was for Richie Ryan, but still, that doesn't matter at this point. They are just an incredible, incredible side, but they're just not consistent. We saw recently, they came out and got a massive win. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it was against Pittsburgh. And then the very next week, the very next week, they go out and completely drop the ball against Tulsa. Tulsa, who's having a resurgence, and I kind of hate to say it, but the loss to Tulsa seemed horrible at the time. And if you're looking at the standings and seeing what's happening now in the East, it's still like, okay, yeah, that still wasn't great. Obviously, no loss is great, but... It's less embarrassing now that we have context. Hindsight's always 2020, and believe me, what Tulsa's been doing has really cleared up a lot. And but they go out there and completely drop the ball against Tulsa. 
Tulsa just goes out there and manhandles the Miami. It's very, very interesting to see. Now, what do I think is going to happen in this Legion versus the Miami match? I don't know. It's going to be, like I said, a different matchup. Last time we played the Miami, Legion were still in this dribble ball FC kind of system. They didn't press. They refused to press. We didn't do that. They would hold on to possession, dribble around the box, and not utilize counterattacks. Legion now... Now, while Legion does dominate, or maybe not dominate, they're usually 50-50 or controlling possession entirely, they're still effectively counterattacking. And the way that works is that they'll hold possession, they'll hold possession, they'll take their shot, they'll take their shot, and then if they lose the ball, they press, 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 they keep on pressing until they win the ball back, and then when they win the ball back, it's immediate counterattack, immediate counterattack. And it doesn't allow a back line to get a break. And before when Legion uh, drew to the Miami, I took the picture of it. The Miami players were knackered. They were completely exhausted, sitting on the gr- like they. As soon as the game ended, they collapsed onto the ground. I had not seen a team that exhausted in a long, long time. And they were completely spent. And that was before they had to deal with a constant counterattack threat in Legion. That said, I don't know where the Miami is sitting with this match. At home, you have to go for a win, right? And if they get a draw, that's still a decent result. But the Miami has officially joined this home playoff push. They're currently sitting in sixth. And this top seven race in the East is already insane. Um, The biggest thing to me is that they just, I don't, I, you, you kind of think that they're going to have to go for the win, right? And I think if they start pushing people up, for example, if they go back to this two man back line and they start pushing up Segbers um, up on, I think they played him on the left side for some reason against, uh, Louisville city, but whether it's the left or the right, um, we're going to try to exploit that to the max. If they push him up, that leaves an open spot. And while, uh, Paco Craig is a great defender, he's, if he's out, then what does the Miami have? Bo, uh, ben Afemu is an incredible center back, but he can't do it on his own. So that's when you start looking at their keeper, Connor Sparrow. And Connor Sparrow has had an interesting uh, season. He's had 12 clean sheets, which is great, but he's also had a lot of howlers. And by howlers, I don't mean like he's just kicking the ball right to the, to the attacking team and just giving it up. He's just not, he just doesn't always feel consistent, you know? Um, I don't know. This is still a team that I, I just don't know what to believe. And Connor Sparrow had a great game against Louisville City. He had a great game against Hartford. Who didn't? Um, um, you know, I. it's hard to figure out what I think about this match, to be honest. Everything is telling me that Legion should win. But then you look back at this match that, you know, 
matches like the 4-1 loss to Pittsburgh. And by the way, earlier I said that they beat Pittsburgh. I meant they lost to Pittsburgh. I meant to say the 3-0 win over New Mexico United. That was what I was trying to reference. I I just looked, I got ahead in my notes. <laughs> but if you look at this 4-1 loss to the Miami, he just, while the attacking force of Pittsburgh is great, and maybe not recently, but... You know, they have amazing players. The Miami still dominated possession. They were trying to hold the ball. They were trying to stop them, but they were just letting things through. And then Connor Sparrow just simply just didn't play that great. He wasn't cutting down he wasn't cutting down any angles. He was left out to dry by his back line, but even so, it it was a it was a hard watch. So you also have uh, Chapman Page that's in the back line for them, who is another really, really good player. Um, you, The big thing that I think we talk about when we talk about um, the Miami is Joaquin Rivas. Um, if you've heard that name before, it's because, yeah, he played for FC Tulsa, and he was their key player. Um, and then they got him on a transfer or a trade. Is it a trade or a transfer, which is essentially all the same thing. Um, and it was just, that's been a real turning point for them. They've played really, really well since getting him. They've used him as a, um, they've used him as a left back at times, which has been interesting. That's kind of where they used him against New Mexico United, which was interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this one. Everything is telling me that Legion should win. And even though they are going to down to the Miami, which is one of the hottest places on the planet. I remember when I went down there in January back in 2019, it was 80 degrees in December, technically. Um, I think it was like December 31st. Um, it was when it was 80 something degrees at 10 o'clock in the morning, already humid. That's something the boys are going to get used to. And I know here in Alabama, we're like, oh, there ain't nowhere more humid than this. Well, Miami is. <laughs> it Miami and Tampa Bay are just swamps, and they are brutally hot. I don't know. It's definitely one of those, one of those places, and one of those things that you have to overcome if you're going to play at uh this in this league if you're going to play at this level i don't know i i'm really excited for this one if legion can win this one and like i said everything's telling me that we should this puts us in a really good position right now if you haven't been keeping up with the table legion are only one point behind second place granted uh, Memphis has Memphis and Tampa Bay have a match in hand on us, but Memphis and Tampa Bay have 51 points. Legion have 50. At this point, if we can get wins in the right places, we're no longer just looking at a home playoff spot. We're looking at a high seed and for home playoffs. This is when we're hitting this key stretch. Now Legion do have the hardest stretch 
in the USL uh, Eastern Conference when it comes to getting this uh, home playoff match. We have these matches against Tampa Bay, against the Indy 11 side, who is really, really good, against the Miami, who has proved to be really good as of recently, Oh, and San Antonio, who is the best team in the league, an Oakland Roots team who seems to be finding it, Oh, and Pittsburgh. And remember what happened when we played Pittsburgh last time. That said, Legion are on a different trajectory than Pittsburgh right now, but that doesn't really matter. We played them midweek after we play Indy 11, who, like I said, is having a bit of a resurgence right now after defeating uh, Louisville City, who appears to be on a little bit of a skid, but I wouldn't put too much weight in that. They're still an incredible team. This is, we're getting into must-win territory. We've already been in must-win territory, but we need to take advantage of the chances that we have right now. Um, with seven matches remaining, that's 21 points that are on the table. We control our own destiny. Personally, I think we can only afford to drop six points to ensure home playoffs. And those points have to come from certain places. We cannot lose to Pittsburgh. We cannot lose to Tampa Bay. I would say that we need to at least win Pittsburgh and at the very least draw Tampa Bay. But that still means we have to beat San Antonio, who, like I said, they're an incredible team. Um, I don't know. We're going to see. We're just going to have to see about it. But, yeah, that's about it for this week. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a rambling and all that kind of stuff. And I, I really hate that the background sound of that one truck that was just sitting beside me was just so annoying. Um, really frustrated me. But I do want to take the moment to thank my patrons. Um, so I want to thank Simon. I want to thank Ben. I want to thank Dury. I want to thank Matt. A. Paul. I want to thank Trent. I want to thank Ray. I want to thank Dylan. I want to thank Matt. E. I want to thank Zach. I want to thank Harry. I want to thank Sandy. And I want to thank Clay for all supporting me in this and being patient with me with uh, getting a little bit behind on the uploading schedule. But thank you all so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate you guys. And until next time, guys, keep hammering on.